Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. And we have a, an awesome topic today about uh, praise and um, just the importance of praise. Having a praise perimeter, a perimeter of praise, and just the importance of that. So, Lord, thank you today for who you are. Thank you, Lord, just for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for each one in this room, those that are tuning in. Thank you, Lord. We have so much to be grateful for. And uh, just may these be your words today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Uh, so if you want to turn with me to Matthew 15, I want to talk about just the power of blessing the Lord. We shared this recently with our, our friends and family in Atlanta. Um, we're heading down there again on the 4th of December, but uh, we've been staying in touch with them physically every eight weeks, but uh, we've been t staying in touch with them um, via Zoom, and we, we introduced this topic, and um, it's amazing. Okay, Matthew 15. So think about bless the Lord, bless the Lord. So when you think about that, to bless the Lord, there is a lot of things that may come to our minds, right? There may be uh, maybe thankfulness, right? Worship. Maybe there is the idea of, um, again, just reminding us of his faithful track record. And these are, these are so important, especially in these days, um, to remind God uh, of what he's promised. That's really what prayer is about, isn't it? It's more than just petition. It's really... It's really worship and reminding God uh, that, uh, of his faithfulness. And aren't you glad today God is faithful? Uh, and he cannot deny himself. And that, that's why he's faithful. Because he's made a decision that no matter what is happening, will happen, no matter our performance or the lack of, God says, uh, I'm going to love you to the very end. In 13.1 of John. But something happens in our life in Matthew 15, and it's actually kind of a rebuke. Uh, so it's not that I want to stay here, but this can happen in our lives where people draw near me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Their heart is far from me. And so when you think about lip service, that is not blessing the Lord, right? It's easy to talk the talk, but it's another thing to walk the walk, as we've been told over the years. It's kind of a cliche here. But when you bless the Lord, and I want to kind of spend our time in Psalm 103 today, it's much more than just lip service. And why is it so important today like never before to bless the Lord it's because the Lord is our defender. That's one of his names. He's our defender. He's our defense. And you and I are either arming the devil or we are disarming the devil. And that happens by 
what comes out of our mouth, what is going on in our soul. And uh, just to encourage you today, uh, Psalm 103, there's seven things that we see in this chapter, but, but just think about that. He's our defender, and he is our refuge in Psalm 18 too. And as we bless him, as we praise him, as we speak faith, it actually builds a spiritual force field, if we could say, a perimeter, a defense, where the devil is pushed back, where our mood is changed, where our focus is changed, where our heart attitude is changed. Now, maybe not every day do we feel like blessing the Lord, right? Maybe there's bad news, or maybe there is uh, no news, or maybe there is contrary things going on, and God says, will you bless me? Will you bless me? And this is a faith action that has an incredible impact on our daily life, isn't it true? And if we were to look at the information that comes at us on a daily basis, it's overwhelming, isn't it? It's overwhelming. I mean, you, on every platform, we must have this filter or defense, or I like this word force field. Uh, we could be a little, a little bit sci-fi today, right? Force field. There's a, there's a refuge of protection from the presence of God and it's activated as we bless the Lord. So what does that word bless mean? Well, it, it, there, it's an inward action of worship. And in the Hebrew, it literally means that you are kneeling before God inwardly. That's the first primary meaning of the word bless, is that inside we are bowing down before God. That's, that's good, isn't it? So praise is much more than just the outward manifestation. Well, we, our communication is coming from what we commune with. So if we're communing with God, there's, there's a divine communication. But when we're bowed down, when we're in a place of adoration, then really we begin to bless the Lord. We are bending our knee or bending our heart, as it says in Psalm 95, verse 6. And like never before, what we submit to really is so key to what kind of quality of Christian experience that we have, right? If I submit to fear, right, then, then panic, anxiety, and crippling natures will, will, uh, will debilitate me, right? If I submit to the promise, then the action of God and who He is has become practically uh, experienced in our lives. So to say the very least, what we're communing with makes up our communication, right? And uh, not just lip service, but literally an expression of the heart. I don't know, some days I don't have a lot to say, but I just say Jesus. Maybe that's all I can say is Jesus. And maybe there are things that are on our heart that weigh us down, and we just say the word Jesus. And then we kind of linger there. We don't just say Jesus and move on to the next thing. No, we bless the Lord in saying his name, right? 
not Jehovah, but Yahweh, as we've been taught so clearly. Of Because um, God has a thousand names, actually, in the Bible, over a thousand names. And one of them is he's our defender. So, okay, look, look at this. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Okay, Our soul is like one of, there's five parts of it, as we, as we know, but it's something that we train ourselves to do, isn't it? Because it's so easy to be negative or to communicate or have a language that reflects the world or reasonability or rationale. But having a language of faith, a language of worship, a language of praise, uh, this, transforms, this transforms us, doesn't it? It transforms our mind, our attitude, our focus, our perspective, uh, our expectation. Otherwise, what happens? What happens? We, we just communicate like the world, right? We sound like an unbeliever. Okay. Oh, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. I cannot say honestly before you that I live in that verse, but I want to live in that verse more and more. All that's in, within me, right? All that's within me. And how does this happen? Well, it's kneeling before God, yes. And then second word for bless in the Hebrew means to speak of His greatness. So I loved Sunday morning's message on common grace. I thought that was such a, a masterful message that, that we as believers see the greatness of God everywhere in Psalm 19, right? But the unbeliever doesn't recognize it, right? They just, you know, this is the closest to heaven that they'll get. And this is the closest to hell that we'll get, right? But when we get saved, we, our spirit is opened and we begin to speak of His greatness. We see the greatness of God everywhere. And to bring attention to it, to bring emphasis to it, it is our defense. It is our defense. Now, I've been studying, uh, I like to study uh, military um, weaponry. It's just fascinating to me. And there's a new missile out that, uh, it's called the, the hypersonic missile, and it's fascinating, actually. But a, a nation often has a good defense so that someone won't mess with them, right, in so many words. Um, and as the believer, I think that our defenses can go down because we're bringing attention to things that do not bless the Lord, right? It's true, isn't it? That does not lift up faith. So this is what the psalmist says, and, and he shows us how to do this. Um, and this is, this is, I don't want you to get introspective and say, oh, I haven't blessed the Lord today, or I, this is, I don't want you to think in a deficit motivation today. I, don't want you to, I want you to just think with me that we can do this now in a more personal and intentional way because it really affects us, doesn't it? It really does, like to bless the Lord. Um, my son, I, I'm just so edified. I woke up the other, the other day early, actually. My son was up very early, and he, he's reading his Bible, and he's eight years old. Like, he's in his Bible. And I'm thinking, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> like, God, that's so convicting, right? Like, I want to be in, in my Bible, like, and I am in my Bible. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? But it's like you're convicted in the right sense, and I bless the Lord that my son is actually interested in reading his Bible. And it's like, 
It's like, wow, I recognize that that only can come from the Holy Spirit. I recognize that being with you today in unity is really a work of the Spirit. I recognize that joy and peace, why is it that so many don't have peace today? It's because their defenses, our defenses are, there's a, there's a breach or there's a, um, there's a hole in our defenses. So we're not saying that we have to work up something emotionally here. That's not what I'm saying. It means that inside of us, we are surrendered saying, Lord, you are my focus. You are great. You are greater than me. You're greater than the, than the chaos that we see. You're greater, and your greatness will prevail over my limitedness in Hebrews 7.7. 7. It's amazing. The superior blesses the inferior, right? Isn't that good? Like his superiorness covers our inferior, the inferiorities. Like the same principle of, of um, Mephibosheth. The king's table covered his crippledness. Bless the Lord for that, amen? Today, our crippledness is not the focus of God. Bless the Lord for that. Thank you, God. Like, I bring attention to that, and I, it says in Isaiah 43, great verse. Someone brought this up on Grace Hour yesterday. Isaiah 43, 26, it says, Remember me and contend with me. Remember who I am, and let that, let that uh, revelation Bring in a contention in the right sense to realign you to what I say about you. Remember me and then contend with me. It's so good. Right? Imagine going into battle. Let's say you're um, fencing. Anybody ever do fencing? It's very interesting, right? Imagine going into, into uh, your opponent. You have no screen and you have no protection from your chest. There you are. No defense. What's going to happen? You have the sword, but you're not defended, right? No helmet, but you got the sword. What's going to happen? Very probably you're going to get hurt, right? And, and it, so praise, praise is one of these amazing uh, tools of God that disarms the devil. Because the devil's not going to hang around someone that has an attitude of worship. Now, again, I'm not saying that we have to, like, fake it till we make it, or just have this, like, strange hip hypocrisy in my, like, oh, bless the Lord, brother, you know, you know, I'm not talking about that, that phoniness, I'm talking about, maybe it's quietness, it's a quiet and still spirit that says, God, I am bowed before you, I am recognizing your greatness, I am recognizing and acknowledging who you are in my life, and the devil hates it, isn't it good? The devil can't hang around someone that's that's blessing the Lord. Okay. Bless his holy name. There it is. It starts with his name, right? Again, one of the fascinating studies that we've done is just the name of Christ, the name of God, his beautiful name, the one who sees, knows, and understands. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. And here, here, are the th here are seven things that happen. Forget not his benefits. So gratitude... We're entering into Thanksgiving here. Gratitude is such a wise way to live. It begins to show us what we have so we can uh, be appreciative of what we have. We begin to value what we have. Imagine we can value meeting together in the middle of the day and opening the Bible. We can value 
our brother as we maybe call them and we have a prayer time on the phone. Or I was talking with a gentleman that's having surgery tomorrow, and he's just, we prayed, and there's such value in that, isn't it? We're blessing the Lord. We're agreeing in who he is, and the outcome will be his will, his will. Well, so when we bless the Lord, it helps our memory. How many need help with their memory? Okay, all of us, right? <laughs> Man, there's a lot going on. Busy brain, right? Whoa. Bless the Lord. Lord, in blessing you, you're going to help me not to forget who you are and who you've been and who you will be. Thank you, God, for that. Secondly, bless the Lord who forgives all our iniquities. Oh, I want to be reminded today that we're forgiven. That's number two. Praise God today. If he was to count iniquities, we'd all be annihilated, right? That's why our message is not sin. It's son. It's the son that takes care of our sin. And of course, we make, we make, um, we keep short accounts with God in 1 John 1, 9. We don't live in sin, right? But forgiveness. The whole chapter in Psalm 103, he's moved our sins as far as the east is from the west. Bless the Lord for that. Amen. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you, Jesus. Do I hear an amen? We're going to get Pentecostal here in a few minutes. Amen. Bless him. Like, Lord, I'm kneeling to that truth. I'm submitting to that truth. And the truth has impact in my life. And there's joy because it's true. It's good. I'm going to start screaming here now. That's so good. Look, look at this. Number three. And heals our diseases. You might say, I'm not healed. How do you know? How do you know? Maybe God is healing us psychologically, emotionally. Yes, physically. Yes, I believe it, right? We believe it. And maybe physical healing is taking someone home to heaven. Healing. He heals or brings wholeness to our lives. Bless the Lord for that. Bless the Lord. Lord, I bless your name and, and that force field, that defense, that power is exuded from our lives. And so demons can't come close. Demons can't harass, right? First John chapter 4, the wicked one touches us not. Why? Because we're blessing the Lord. We, we can be very critical. We can, we, can, we can say, oh, I don't feel God. I don't sense God. I don't see God. That's not what I'm talking about. That's all emotions. I'm talking about surrendering and, and by faith saying, bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. And you know, in the action of it, the desire comes. I remember a, a wife telling me one time that she said, I don't feel like forgiving my husband. And I said, okay. I said, I'm not asking you to feel anything. I'm asking you to obey the Bible and do it by faith. And you know what happened? She did it. And then all of a sudden, God met her there in that simple act of obedience because she blessed the Lord in obedience. And guess what happened? There was a beautiful reconciliation. It's beautiful. Okay. Notice this. Who redeems your life from destruction. Number four, redemption. Bless the Lord from redem that we're redeemed today. God has trained us for these days. Our language has to be different. Our thinking has to be different. Our actions have to be different than, than the nominal, untrained, ineffective person that, that's not in their Bibles, right? But God has made you the tip of the sword, if we could say. Why? Because you're blessing the Lord. The devil fears and is... He is rendered, he is disarmed for the one that blesses the Lord. And again, it could be just simply, I close my eyes and I just concentrate, okay, God, 
Psalm 18, 1 through 8. You're my habitation. You're my fortress. You're my refuge. You're my, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. You're our great deliverer in Isaiah 53. Oh, it's so much better when we decentralize ourselves and centralize on God. Isn't it so much better? How many agree with that? Man, if I think about myself for five minutes, I'm depressed, right? I mean, not quite, but you know what I'm saying. I want to focus on who he is because who he is defines who I am, right? It's so good. Bless the Lord. And, and maybe, maybe it's just like saying Jesus. I just raise my hands in the morning and you're one, one cup of coffee and I'm trying not to spill your coffee this morning. I was sitting in my chair and coffee fell over and smashed everywhere. It was just, bless the Lord. Thank you, God. Made another cup of coffee. <laughs> uh, anoint, it was like David pouring out the coffee, you know, from the Philistine thing there. Okay. He forgives us. He heals us. He redeems us from destruction. Oh, it's amazing. Imagine, don't, don't imagine, but ima- <laughs> where would we be today without Christ? Not to forget, not to forget, uh, Isaiah 51, 2, do not forget where you have been, uh, where your rock has been hewn. Don't forget your roots. Don't forget it. This causes us to rejoice. He crowns us with loving kindness and steadfast love. Bless the Lord for that, right? The Lord doesn't stop loving us. He actually crowns us, anoints us. Bless the Lord for that today, amen? Bless the Lord for that today. So it, my happiness, which is based in happenstance, our faith doesn't have to revolve around happiness. Our faith revolves and we're content based on God's faithfulness, right? Is a huge difference. I can be an emotional yo-yo, right, if, I'm, if it's based on things going well. But when it's based in the integrity of God, we can have, we can bless the Lord in very difficult times. I was talking with someone recently who just lost a loved one, and their confession, you could hear it. I mean, they were not, they were broken. They were, um, you know, there's sadness, but they were blessing the Lord. They weren't using those words, but their attitude was broken and submitted to God. It's incredible. This is the way I want to live, amen? How many want to live this way? And you do, you do. But I'm just encouraging. I want that force field of praise. You ever seen those movies and, and the laser comes in, the force field is there and it bounces off? It's, it's like you can't touch that person. Why? Because they're too busy worshiping God. They're, they're too busy being a living sacrifice. They're too busy with their focus on the, on the work of God. It's amazing. He satisfies us. He renews us. Oh, it's so good. Okay, it's incredible. Okay, look at Isaiah real quick here. Bless the Lord. Can bless the Lord in my marriage. I can bless the Lord in our schedules. Can bless the Lord in our jobs. Can bless the Lord in prayer. Isaiah 43. I I love this verse. uh, Tess from Sweden uh, gave this on Grace Hour, and it's just been in my mind. Isaiah 43, 26, put me into remembrance. Like, put me back into your focus. Put me back into your front view. It's amazing. Uh, I was working with my GPS yesterday, and 
You know how you move around your GPS and your maps and you can lose the center of where you're going? And then you can kind of wonder like where you're going, right? But if there's a little tab that says recenter, and you click it, and all of a sudden it reorients you back to having your destination be your central point. That's what it's saying here. Put me into remembrance. Because so easy the devil wants to hijack the attention. And then we begin to bless other things. We begin to bow to other things. We begin to exalt the things that lead us into bondage. <clears throat> but God is saying, bless me. Don't, don't be focused with the need. Don't be focused with what's broken. Don't be focused on the thing that the devil is doing. <clears throat> Put me into remembrance and let us contend together. I love that. God's like, let me convince you of me again. <laughs> Don't you love when the Holy Spirit's like so gentle with us? He's like, he's like, come on, you're walking by sight. This is all natural conclusions. You're, be, you're being logical. Nothing wrong with logic. But faith brings us into being chronological, which means it's showing us step by step the beauty of God and his faithfulness and his work. It's amazing. Well, what are those seven things? What are they? Helps us with our memory, right? Remind me again, forgiveness, healing, redemption. He crowns us, anoints us, satisfies us, renews us, renews us. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> All right, let's look at this verse, uh, Psalm 94, 22. Bless the Lord. So what we commune with will come out in our communication. What are we communing with today? God, help us to commune with you. Lord, help us, you know, someone might say, why do you go to church so much? Well, I need to be saturated in the Bible, especially nowadays. One thing interesting about the tribulation, which we will not be in, by the way, thank you, Jesus, but in the tribulation, there'll be a, uh, there'll be an, a manifestation of demons and a manifestation of angels, as clearly as you're seeing humans today, demonic and angelic, uh, there'll be a demonic and, and angelic atmospheric uh, visibility. So just to say this, it's happening even today. It's just, it's just because of the restraint of the Holy Spirit, we are protected. We are covered. And thankfully, um, you know, we will be taken out before the tribulation. Isn't that good? Thank you, Jesus, for that. We will feel some of it, like we're feeling today in the, day, in the times of sorrows, but we will, be, we will not be a recipient of the wrath of God. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Amen? Do I hear amen to that? Amen. <clears throat> Just even that word amen, that's a, that's a powerful word. So be it, God. Amen. Like, that word, the great amen, if you look through Revelations 19, you see the, the amen, the alleluia, the, the, the worshiping of God that happens in Revelations 4.11. It's amazing. I don't know how many times in my own life, I'm sure we could say going around the room, how our mind and heart and, and even our physical body has changed when we started looking away and, and just started blessing the Lord. Just bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, God. You are good. And this Thanksgiving season, 
Uh, Thanksgiving's every day, amen? It's true. Thank you, God. There's heaven that we'll be in heaven one day. Thank you, God. There's forgiveness. Thank you, God, that there's a peace that passes understanding. I mean, people are lunatics out there. Sorry to say it like that. Without God, I don't know how people function. And this is why we have such a ministry to people. And it's not like we're like this lip service. No, it's this inward prostration. You're just prostrate before the Lord. Prostrate, right? Prostrate. That's the word I want. You're there before God, and you're just saying, Lord, I'm bowing before you. All right, 94.22. But the Lord has been my defense and my God, the rock of my refuge. He has brought me on them with their own iniquity, and they'll cut them off with their own wickedness. The Lord our God shall cut them off. So you know what happens when you start praising God? It's really we begin to face God, and then God faces our problems, isn't it? If we face our problems and then God, it's a very different experience. But when we bless God, we're facing God. We're fellowshipping with God. We're worshiping Him, and then guess what? He becomes our defender. And he's much better at that, isn't he? How many, how many believe that he's much better? <laughs> I mean, David, there was no way David could have, defended, uh, could have beaten Goliath. No way. He was outmatched in every aspect. But what did David say? You come unto me with spears and sword. You come unto me with a, a lifetime of valor. You come unto me with, with great strength and and, and the Israelites knew more about Goliath than they, than they knew about the promises of God, right? It's amazing. My phone right there, that's amazing. <laughs> Bless the Lord, whoever's calling me right now. Uh, but David said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. Oh, that's, that's a game changer. David, his defense was the Lord. And guess what happened? That one stone... And, you know, and even Goliath was mocking. He totally underestimated David. He took off his helmet. And he says, your gross, your gross uh, underestimation of David will be your death. And that's exactly where the stone hit, right there in his forehead. It's amazing. David said, I, I, don't, I don't come into you in any, I don't even come to you in my own strength, my own intellect, my own ability. I come unto you in the name of the Lord. And you will be defeated today. What a, what, a great, what a great way to approach our lives, amen? And uh, in those times when we're weak, when we're tired, when we're discouraged, when we're low, we can just come into his presence and just bow our heart. Maybe, maybe there's no words. Maybe there's groanings. You ever groan before the Lord, right? Or maybe you're like Hannah and you're just doing the lip service, and people misunderstand what, what's going on. Like God sees our heart and he just says, bless me. Just, ble just bow before me and I'll do the rest. And so I'm very encouraged with that today. Let's live in the, the perimeter of praise. I love that. I think I'll speak on that another time. But Lord, thank you today. We bless your name, Father. We thank you, Lord. God, we... Uh, we Words are never enough, but we worship you, we extol you, we adore you today, and be mighty in our situations, uh, be mighty as our defender, and push back the devil, and uh, as you say in Psalm 29, break the teeth of the adversary and, and take out the spoils, Lord. We pray for 
just our words, our, our decisions, our actions would be uh, full of the power of praise and that you would minister life, healing, uh, redemption, uh, salvation, and uh, just thank you, Lord. Just thank you that we can be worshipers. Uh, Re Revelations 14.4, they followed the Lamb wherever they went. Thank you, Lord. We can do that today in our hearts. In Christ's name, amen. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.